Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, December 1st. What the absolute hell, 2020. <laughs> I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, uh, how Happy was your Thanksgiving? December. It was oh good. It was good. Isn't it weird that we're we're here? Oh my god. It is and and deeply and strange. Here. And we're here. And we're still here. Yeah. yeah. Um very strange, very weird, but I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Yes. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all yeah. of that stuff. I'm, I'm really glad that that's over, mostly. I mean, it's never really over because it starts and ends a month late. Cause I never have had more emails in my life. Yeah. Or because we're getting ready for Giving Tuesday, which is today. Yeah. Um, the Delacorte raccoons hacked into the uh, public theater's <laughs> social media accounts. Did you Excellent. see that on Monday? I, I didn't, but that's amazing. Yeah, it's great. So they took over uh, Twitter and then they hacked into Instagram. It's very funny. Very well done by the public theater. So, uh, uh, so there's that. But some other things I want to mention here real quick before we get into the show. We had just a cornucopia of content coming to you. I just came up with that on the spot. I'm a freaking poet and I didn't yeah, even know it. that was really good. Yeah. I love the alliteration. But we had a ton of stuff in the feed. <laughs> sue me. Um, well, oh, <laughs> sue, we had a, sue you. Take the money to give just back to you. Yeah, that's fair. Um, we will have we have a ton of stuff. It started um, on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, with my special episode with Uta Limper talking about her streamed concert show uh, called Rendezvous with Marlena, which is actually centered around a real life phone call she had with Marlena Dietrich back in the eighties or nineties. I can't remember which. I think it was might have been early nineties. Um, that is available to stream through the end of this week. Then James threw in an NPR episode um, talking about um, what the Constitution means to me. Then on Sundays this week on Broadway, Maury Yeston joined them for the entire hour and 15 minute episode. And James said if he hadn't cut them off, they very well might have gone for four hours. Love that. Uh, yeah, so it was Maury Yeston joins by Peter, James, Michael, and Jenna Tessa Fox. So head over there and listen to that. And then in this spot yesterday... I spoke with Tony and Grammy winner John Lloyd Young about his upcoming Vegas live-streamed holiday concert, and we got into um, a topic that I, I I asked a question, so I wanted to hit on it, but it got... It, it became a, a big part of our whole conversation, okay. and it wasn't something that I didn't know until I started kind of, like, going through things, but John... Lloyd Young served as part of the Obama administration on the President's Council for Arts and Humanities. And mm. so we talked about that, what it's been like to see the Trump administration kind of oh, destroy God. everything that they'd worked on yeah. and what are some of the hopes for the Biden administration. So it was a really interesting conversation. I thought that might be just like a two minute question that I asked him. God, and then no. it turned that in would, like. That would be the whole conversation. Well, he's trying to promote a, con a holiday concert, so yeah. I wanted to kind of bury that a little bit later. But he went, he took it. I mean, he ran with it. So I was awesome. very glad that I got to uh, to hear his thoughts on that. So um, we had all of that stuff in the feed. Take a listen. Of course, you can hear all of that stuff in Patreon before it comes on our regular feed. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, Broadway Radio.com slash Patreon. And this week on This Week on Broadway, two, when I say legend, 
Good I, I mean it, and there's not one, but there are two legends joining this week on Broadway. Yes. They are the indomitable writing team of Lynn Ahrens and Stephen Flaherty. Excellent. Ahrens and Flaherty will be joining this week on Broadway. So if you want to get your questions in to Lynn and Stephen, if you want to ask Lynn all about Schoolhouse Rock, which I might very well just do. Um, <laughs> you very well head should. Of, head over Interplanet Janet is a bop. Yeah. Um, and head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio over to radio.com slash patreon so all right so let's get into the news ashley and yesterday page six reported something that i've been hearing for a while and i think we've probably discussed it on Mm -hmm. air at some point Mm -hmm. but it sounds like hamilton is angling to be the very first show that returns to the main stem next year we already know that broadway is officially shut down through the end of may but it sounds like hamilton is very appropriately aiming to reopen on Sunday, July 4th, mm-hmm. or that weekend. However, the assumption is that they will need to do so at a limited capacity, but because Hamilton made 600K in profit a week in the before times, yeah. they are very well positioned to be able to kind of reopen as a loss leader and kind right. of stake out their position as a leader in the community and to say Broadway is open, we are open, um, it's time to come back. That is where the page six article stops, but I'm going to throw in some of the stuff that I've been hearing percolating behind the scenes. And that starts with the fact that I'm hearing that there might be some very well known familiar faces returning to the Richard Rogers in July. Uh, when this show comes back, maybe some folks that you might be able to see on Disney plus right this very second, maybe all of the faces, maybe not mm-hmm. all, uh, cause some people have other things going on, whether that's personal or professional, but. A lot of famous faces might be returning. Um, I've also heard something that is a little less strong in the rumor mill, but something that is in the rumor mill nonetheless, that for some period of time, I don't know if that's a week, a month, multiple months, I don't know, but I'm hearing that tickets, as in like all of the tickets could be distributed via a ham for ham lottery. That'd be very cool. Yeah, I mean, if they really want to stake their claim as as leaders in the community yep. and do this for for a cause greater than just starting to make some money, which again, Hamilton has just, is yeah. always one of the right. ones who does this. I'm not saying like this is something they need to course correct for. This right, is something right, they right. they do fairly regularly. Um, that could be a very cool way to not only get some publicity for Broadway. Um, but to get some people the opportunity to see the show who otherwise might not and be as able you, to. And as you said, I, they're already, they were already making such a huge profit every week. It's not like they would be taking a loss. Like Lynn alone can pay yeah. the rent at this point. It's fine. Yeah. And, and the, the page six article did say that Lynn is, um, they kind of hinted at the fact that Lynn is willing to like drop his, uh, authorial yeah. credit per night down significantly, um, which I does not surprise me in the least that he is willing to do right. that. So uh, for the time being, um, but I've I've also heard that some other Broadway stalwarts think shows like The Lion King, Phantom of the Opera, Wicked, Book of Mormon, maybe one or two others. Um, we'll mm-hmm. also be returning at some point over the summer with reduced capacity as part of a kind of coordinated marketing campaign, similar to the one yep. that followed 9-11. Yep. So, like, between having to socially distance and not sell all the tickets and perhaps some substantial ticket deals, the pitch from these shows would be, like, there's no better time to see the classics than now. Yeah. You know, that over the yeah, summer, yeah, yeah. come to New York, come see these shows. It's hard to get tickets, or at least it's hard to get good, cheap tickets for a lot of these shows. Come see them now. 
um, while you can. Then as capacity restrictions relax, which everyone is kind of expecting that that'll happen sometime in the fall of 2021, other shows, whether they are returning or new, will open or reopen throughout the fall and then into the spring in a semi-normal staggered fashion. It won't mm-hmm. be like everybody's back on October 1st, but right. like with normal show openings, it'll be Show A opens on this date, then three, four days or a week or a month later, show B opens, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. So um I've heard that for so long and so much now that it's kind of starting to be put out into the mainstream press. I think that's probably a fairly good working assumption as to yeah, what will happen. Absolutely. Of course, things can change if the vaccine does end up coming out in January and then it's able to get some sort of really high um you know, rate of return. Maybe it starts back on June 1st. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but I think right now, actually, that is probably a fairly safe assumption as to what the plan is to get right. Broadway at least reopened. I- I'm a little more interested to see what happens with Off-Broadway, but that's that's still to be determined. Off-Broadway will be really interesting. Yeah, I had this conversation last night, actually, trying to figure out, like, when Broadway returns, what are going to be the definite shows that will return. And you would think Lion King and Wicked and Phantom, maybe Book of Mormon. I personally don't want to see Book of Mormon come back. But, and there's a lot of it's reasons for back. that. Yeah. It's coming back. But it, yeah. Uh, Book of Mormon's a, an interesting show that I think we could probably do an entire conversation Agreed. with. Agreed. We may, um, may very well eventually. Yeah. Because I, I, when I saw it, when it opened, like I thought it was – so fresh and so interesting. Now mm. thinking about it almost mm. a decade later, it's like didn't age yeah, well. Yeah, it didn't age well. And, and again, it's also a, a a prisoner of the time that it was written. Absolutely. I mean, stuff changes. And I don't necessarily fault the guys for that because they were looking to push the envelope and, and push buttons for a very specific purpose. And they did that. Yeah, yeah. Those buttons are just they feel different being pushed in 2020 than again, they did in 2011. I can, again, I can have that whole conversation. It could be hours long because then we start okay. talking. Then we, we start, do that. then we start talking about Mel Brooks and everything too, and that's just a whole aspect of my yeah. life. So. And <laughs> but, we start talking start talking about South Park bigger, longer, and uncut, yes, which and then, is perfect. Yeah. And I'll hear no yes, slander a, anyway. No, but, best movie musical of <laughs> but all. But I've always assumed Hamilton will be the first thing to come back, especially now that they've had their pro tape and that obviously had such a big release and was so successful. So it's kind of like balancing out the long held argument from a lot of producers that if we, you know, release pro tapes of our shows, will people still come to our shows? Don't think Hamilton is ever going to have that problem. But I think to kind of, you know, counteract that Hamilton will also be looking at that. I, I think it's really interesting in terms of, as you had mentioned, like the pitch being that there would be no better time to see the classics. I think it's really interesting also and something I hadn't thought of until I was talking last night was like these classic shows are also going to have to kind of essentially do like reopening nights. So it, you're, yeah. it's going to be, you know, y- you might be going to an opening night for The Lion King in 2021, which I think would be a That's very cool. cool campaign to do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm all for it. And, and then I wonder, I don't know, do we give Julie Taymor another Tony for The Lion King? I just like, think we it, should always be reopening? giving Julie Taymor Tonys, to be fair. I wish she would. I wish she would. Do more shows in New York. That's one of the topics. Anyway, actually, in similar (laughs) news, on Monday, the UK government announced its tiered system for reopenings coming out 
of their current lockdown, which is getting ready to end. Since they will be in Tier 2, London theaters will be able to reopen this month. Uh, I believe on the 3rd is when they're going to be able to open. Um, but they will have to have social distancing and other COVID-secure guidelines in place. As of now, 6, everybody's talking about Jamie and the play that goes wrong, have announced plans to reopen this month. And a Christmas Carol, something called Death Drop. Okay. Um the comeback pod, potted panto roles will never play West End and Showstopper, the improvised musical, already have openings scheduled for this month. So we'll see how that works out. Death Drop is really gay. I just <laughs> well, it's, a, it's I, I it's wondered a, it's if that's a, what the Death Drop was a reference yeah, to. Yeah, it's it's a drag murder mystery show. Oh, which yeah, Death Drop Perfect. is a drag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. drag move there. So I got it. Cool. <laughs> you got it. You got there in the end. I got with, there. Yep. With some Never help, heard of the show itself. With some though. help for your resident queer friend. Yeah. I mean, I've got multiple queer friends, but on this show, you are the queer friend. Yes. So <laughs> exactly. I appreciate that. I am the queer friend. Yes, you are. You are my token today on Broadway Queer Friend. Anyway, uh, speaking of some London theater news, Ashley, yesterday the National Theater announced that they are launching an on-demand streaming service featuring a number of film productions. Of course, they have been doing the National Theater at home since early in lockdown, but they've been doing it via their YouTube channel. Now, you can subscribe to get these shows on demand. Among the titles that will be available are the Tom Hiddleston-led Coriolanus, Medea featuring Helen McCrory, Mosquitoes with Olivia Coleman, Amadeus, which apparently is a phenomenal production, starring Adam Gillen and Lucian uh, Mazmati. Okay. Uh, Othello with Adrian Lester, Fedra with Helen Mirren, Dominic Cooper, and Ruth Nega, and The Cherry Orchard with Zoe Wanamaker and nice. more. Subscriptions are $129.99 for a year and $12.99 for a month. Um, and I said, I I said the totals that way because that is in US dollars, Mm -hmm. not pounds. Next up, Play Purview announced their next two productions featuring a, a reunion reading of the Mike Bartlett play Cock and Talene Monahan's play Proud, Revengeful, Ambitious, starring crazy ex-girlfriends Vela Lavelle and sexy Oklahoma's Mallory Portnoy. Also on Monday, Variety reported that Dame Maggie Smith will star in a film adaptation of the one-woman play that she starred in in uh, London called A German Life. The show had originally planned to go from the West End to Broadway, but because of the shutdown, they decided to go to the big screen instead. Jonathan Kent, who directed the show on stage and is the adopted father of Superman, will make his directorial debut on the big screen. And finally, in this section, the Classical Theater of Harlem will present a free online stream of their play, A Christmas Carol in Harlem. You can watch online at cthnyc.org from December 7th through January 3rd. Very nice. Good lineup of everything. I had written about the... I'm really interested especially to see A German Life because I had written about it earlier on Monday for Backstage Mm -hmm. as well. And as you said, it was supposed to come to Broadway. And then uh, Maggie Smith is essentially like, I'm not doing it on stage after the pandemic, which, good, Good, because yeah. she's a thousand, yeah. and also Dame Maggie Smith can do whatever the hell she wants. Yes, she but can. I'm really excited to see it in some way. Yeah, it, this was one of those shows that had just kind of, I don't know if it had announced or just been assumed it was coming. Um, I think it was but- assumed it was coming because it made it sound like, I mean, um, um, the writer had been talking to Variety about it. Um, so I think... 
what it made it sound like in talking to Variety that he was essentially saying, this is, we were going to do this, but now we're not. And the meat in the middle is that I'm just going to make a film about it so everyone can see her yeah. performance. Yeah, it makes sense. Christopher Hampton is the writer he Thank wrote. Thank you. It was not coming the, to my brain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a, a stage and screenwriter. Yeah, he not yeah, only yeah. wrote the most recent uh, Dangerous Liaisons, but he also yep. wrote the film Atonement. Yep. Yep. Um, so lots of good stuff there. All right, let's get into the recommendations. Ashley, first up, a slew of Broadway stars joined Catherine Gallagher to dance for her new music video to the song Nostalgic for the Moment, included in the uh, the list of stars and friends of Catherine are Ben Platt, Derek Klenna, Adrian Warren, uh, Alex Boniello, Beanie Feldstein, Nikki M. James, uh, Krista Rodriguez, Ashley Park, Alex Weiss, Stephanie Stiles. Noah Galvin, uh, Anavia Fane is in there as well. Rachel Zegler's in there. And of course, Catherine's parents, Peter and Paula Gallagher. Of course. Uh, so it's very cool. I love Catherine Gallagher's music. Yeah. Um, so I uh, always recommend you uh, uh, check out that. Then, uh, also on Monday, uh, Megan Hilty released a new Christmas single called We Made It to Christmas. <laughs> and, um, but what's interesting about this is that the music is by Zena Goldrich, but the lyrics are not by Marcy Heisler of the very famous Marcy and Zena writing team. Instead, the lyrics come from the gazillion time Emmy winning writer, uh, for The Daily Show, but also the writer of such Broadway shows as Cry Baby and an act of God, David Jabberbaum. Ah. What's interesting about that is, is I heard this and I was like, okay, Marcy and Zena write some funny songs. David Jabberbaum is very funny. I, Megan Hilty is hilarious. I was expecting this song with a title like We Made It to Christmas to be um, funny and make fun of the fact that 2020 has been a mess. Oh. It's actually not. It's actually very sweet um, oh. and, and kind of sentimental and a little bit religious. Um, so it was it defied expectations, but anything Megan Hilty does... Um, is worth checking out because yeah. she is perfect. We are all notably Megan Hilty fans in this program. In fact, it's a prerequisite. If you're not, Correct. you're fine. Yeah, that's actually what we get interviewed for to get these jobs is, are you a Megan Hilty fan? Yes. If not, you are quickly kicked to the <laughs> um, All right. So this last recommendation, Ashley, I am shocked and disappointed that you have not seen it yet. I haven't yet. had time, but yes. I mean, it came out like last Wednesday. It's been five, six I days. I haven't worked since last Wednesday. It's amazing that I'm even here today. Okay. All right. So this <laughs> comes from your favorite television program, The Late Late Show with mm. James Corden. Mm. But it features somebody that I know you like, uh, or yeah. at least peripherally, uh, Dan Mertzleft, who is uh -huh. the TikToker behind both the grocery store musical and Ratatouille the musical. Yeah. He started both of those things. So... James Corden had him on to kind of talk about him, obviously, you know, via Zoom or whatever. And they had him make a TikTok for a Thanksgiving musical. And then James and friends did what you do with a TikTok musical thing. Duet. They duetted it. So you have not watched this yet. So um, <laughs> while you were talking, even though you told me not to click ahead, and I didn't really watch, but I clicked some, I like scrubbed somewhere in the middle of it, like five minutes in, and Patty Lapone's face engulfed my screen as saucy grandma. So I'm on board. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to tell you to go to the two minute and 50 second mark. Um, but uh, do you want to watch it still and kind of follow along or just kind of pick some because you've ruined the entire way we're going to end the show? <laughs> I like to do that. Uh, what, I know. what were you going to have me go to? Let me do the, that. Two minutes and two minutes and 50 seconds is where it starts. Uh, that's okay. like the, the intro, the, the six, banter ends it's a, there. It's six minutes long otherwise. So yeah. I feel well, like- it's a little less. There's some stuff on the end, too. Can you hear it through my my headphones? <laughs> no, but I'm watching it too. Okay. Well, I've seen everyone who's in it, which I mean, that alone is. I if you can automatically get me to watch anything with James Corden in it, it's because of everyone else that's in the video. Let's be real. Yeah. So everybody else who's in it, let me make sure I get all of them. You have James Corden. You also have uh, Kristen Chenoweth. Patty Lapone, Otter McDonald, <laughs> Josh Gad, and Josh Groban. That is one hell of a lineup. They all add like their own duets to the song. Um, basically the song is about this kid who comes home from college. Um, and he's stuck at home because of the pandemic and they are at Thanksgiving and everybody's there for Thanksgiving. <laughs> James Corden plays the dad. Kristen yeah. Chenoweth is the mom. Patty Lapone is the saucy grandma. Josh Gad is the turkey. Um, Josh Groban is, yeah, Josh Groban is that uncle. Um, no explanation <laughs> needed. And yeah. then Audra, Audra McDonald is, of course, the smoke detector. Of um, course, of course. But it's very good. It's very funny. I might have cried when I watched it. Uh, um, mainly because after every time one of these stars pops up on screen, they show Dan Mertzleff's yeah. face and him reacting. And he channeled you at the end. He was like, I love all these people, but Patty Lapone is my icon. So uh, it very uh, much. Correct. <laughs> yes. So if you haven't seen it, it's lovely. It's very fun. It's very sweet. I know a lot of people don't like James Corden, and I think there's a lot of reasons yeah, that people, especially in the past, don't like him. But I, I think he's uh, a lot of fun uh, on on his show and does a lot of sweet things a lot. So. <laughs> I, I I just scrubbed to have I, I would I'd been watching like the start of each person coming in, yeah. uh, especially to see his reaction. And I just watched the start of when Patty comes in and his reaction. Amazing, really got me. Love yeah, it. Amazing. It's really good. L- love it. Yeah, talking about Patty Lapone. Talking, she just talking about all the alcohol she wants to consume. Yeah, so. I mean it's Patty Lapone. She she didn't. This isn't even a bit. She just showed up. No. <laughs> she yeah, just showed up good. on the show for an interview. Yeah, very good. It's very fun, so I highly recommend you Excellent. check that out. Excellent. All right, that is all that we have for today on Broadway. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, everybody, don't forget, we have a ton of stuff coming up over the next few weeks heading into the holidays. That will kick off, especially on Sundays this week on Broadway with Lynn Ahrens and Stephen Flaherty. If you want to be a part of that conversation, listen to it live and submit your own questions. Head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Tuesday, the beginning of December. Yeah, oh, my My God. Lord, and uh, we will be back to talk to you tomorrow.
Christmas.